Welcome to the Voice of Truth radio show. I'm your host, State Senator Mike Azinger, accompanied weekly by my co-host, Pastor Brian Leversey. And we're, uh, you are about to experience the fusion of church and state. On the Voice of Truth radio show, we will be engaging in vigorous and robust discussion on culture, history, and current events, all from a biblical perspective. That's what we do here. If you want to contact us, Radio Voice of Truth at gmail.com. Radio Voice of Truth at gmail.com. So glad to have you along with us. We're having a great time doing the show, uh, aren't we, Pastor Leversey? I am. It is. It's, it's amazing just to, to talk with you. Honestly. Oh, well, thank I mean. you. Thank you. I, uh, I hear that often. Uh, usually it's uh, from my wife. Uh, uh, honey, can we talk is, is how that starts out. So we just wanted to give you an example of fake news to start the, uh, the show off this morning. <laughs> All right. So uh, we have a, I think we're going to have a great show. We're going to start off here in just a few seconds with um, Mark Daller. And we had Mark on uh, on the show, oh, a while back, and uh, he's an old friend of mine. I've known him for probably 30 years, uh, and uh, we, we sh- we've shared books together, and we talk about books and talk about all kinds of stuff. We, we started going to church together years ago, or I started going to the church where he went. But uh, So um, Mark Daller is with us. He is, just, just to give a little uh, thumbnail sketch of his bio, he's, he's authored five books, Numerous articles. He has a doctorate of theology, a master's in church ministry and church history, and uh, he's pastor just uh, in the region here of Middle Road Baptist Church, and uh, it's in Wood County. And he's an instructor at Centurion Bible College. Very impressive resume, and uh, uh, we're glad to have you on, uh, Pastor Mark Daller. How you doing this morning? Well, I'm doing fine, and thank you so much for having me. Oh man, we're uh, we're excited about it. So we're just going to do a little, a little bit of a roundtable discussion of sorts, make you the focus of it, um, and we're going to talk about uh, Darwinism. And I think I think anyone that is even a a, a, a slight historian understands uh, the thunderclap uh, in the spiritual world that happened when Darwin dropped his book in 1859, Origin of Species. It was, it was devastating, and and the repercussions of it are are still just uh, huge today. So um, l- let's just start off, uh, Mark Daller, with uh, uh, Darwinism. You know, in and of itself, can it stand on its own legs? Well, no, no, it cannot. It's uh, you know, it, it's not scientifically provable uh, according to the a, a critical theory of uh, critical thinking, and uh, because it, it cannot be repeatable and it certainly cannot be observable, uh, despite what uh, you know the many voices out in our society are saying today, uh, Darwinism and, and, and in essence the theory of evolution uh, is uh, is not a scientific. Uh, 
uh, it's not a it's, it's not a scientific theory. It's more of a social theory, or at least it's it, pardon the expression. It has evolved into a social theory now, so that it's permeated into every aspect of our society. We are seeing uh, evolution, Darwinism, uh, in our society today. Pick up a newspaper, and you'll see how. Uh, the theory of evolution has permeated into our society. And that's there's a term for that, and the term's been around a long time. It's called social Darwinism. And it's, it's, it's basically the application of the tenets of Darwinism into the culture. And that would be into our law, into our history, into our, our uh, just our cultural beliefs in general. It's affected the church, Pastor uh, Leversey. It's... it's uh, it's 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 everywhere. Well, it, it's become a religion is is really what it's become because I, I know Pastor Mark referred to it many times as a theory, which it is, but in culture it's not referred to as a theory. It is it is the fundamental belief of culture today. It has become the religion. It's it's worship the the extraction of God from His creation, and then trying to put this elaborate fairy tale together about how creation exists without its creator or designer has eclipsed the idea of scientific theory and, hey, let's talk about plausible causes of how we came to be. This is the religion that's crammed down our throats in school, in culture, in, in many churches today. Yeah. Um, and so it's, it's, it's really fascinating how the devils use this as a tool to really permeate culture that way. Let's talk for a minute about uh, first cause, Mark Dallert. Um, how how do you how do you get to first cause? How does it all start? If you're if you're going to espouse the theory of Darwinism, and and by the way, they, it's not taught. Maybe you just said that, but it's not taught as a theory anywhere. It's it's taught very dogmatically in in our universities all across the nation, all of our schools. It's not so well. This might be true, or the Bible. The Bible's not even mentioned. It's very they're dogmatic. Uh, for a reason, but first cause, Mark Dell. How, how do you justify, or how, how do you get to the point where you can say, "Well, uh, nothing, uh, uh, everything came from nothing." With, with well, you can't. With... Yeah, you, you 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 can't come to that because you know the first cause is the idea that uh, something preceded something else, and the idea that that something was was smarter, stronger greater than 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 the existing thing uh you know that we we see today of course we know what the first cause is it's god himself you know in the beginning god mm. created so the first cause is 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 completely antithetical to uh the theory of evolution at all because you know uh there's some uh, teaching as as uh, of our origin uh regarding our creating uh, uh, evolution is the, the Big Bang theory that several billion of years ago, all physical matter was encapsulated in the, a marble-sized ball, and at some uh, given second or millisecond, it exploded and spewed all this uh, physical matter out into the universe, to which it it uh, it eventually evolved into into uh, planets and galaxies and and the earth and trees and grass and water and ultimately us. So it is uh so you cannot have a belief in the first cause, uh, a, a, in essence a creator, and have and believe in the theory of evolution. 
Have you ever seen, uh, have you ever been walking down the street, uh, Pastor Leversey, and all of a sudden something pops into existence right in front of you? <laughs> have you Have you ever seen that? I've never seen that. Have you, uh, by the way, Mark Geller, one of the principles of, of, of creationism is, it, it, or just uh, the natural law, uh, is that all life comes from life. Never has life come from non-life. It's never started. Uh, my my little girl asked me the other day, Dad, what came first, the chicken or the egg? I have no idea where uh, she she heard that. But uh, I said, look, uh, God made the chicken, right? Then came the egg. The chicken came first because because life can't come from non-life. Life has to come from life. Is that uh, is that? Am I on good ground there, Mark Dowler? Oh, oh, absolutely. You know, that is the, that is the very essence of, of biogenesis, that, that life comes from life. And, and we came from, our origin came from, from life itself, the very, uh, the very essence of life. It came from God. And so, yes, it, it, is a, it's, it is not only a theological belief, but it is also a scientific principle of biogenesis, mm. that life comes from life. And we, it, it, you know, uh, that's why Satan attacks uh, Genesis so so strongly because because if if we believe the first ten chapters of Genesis, uh, we would fix all our ills. We would fix we would fix the problems uh, with with Marxism and uh, our, our Darwinism and and uh, just you know go go across the board uh, if we understood that that God created man, that man fell. That man is, uh, Pastor Leverstein, you preach this all the time, that uh, man is by nature sinful. We're not good. We, we want to say we're good. I feel like I'm a good guy. You know, most every man will proclaim his own goodness, Proverbs says, uh, but a faithful man who can find. Well, we're, we're, none of us is good. Am, am I right on that? You know, that's what the Bible says. And, and really, this theory of evolution vets that out even on a philosophical level. I mean, the whole purpose of evolution isn't to come up with a scientific explanation of life. It's actually to remove life. Um, you want to remove God from the picture. That's why billions and billions of years don't matter to an evolutionist. That's why uh, having a first cause doesn't matter to an evolutionist. Uh, the theory of evolution is very egocentric. Mm. It's very about me becoming God. I'm going to evolve to a point where I have, you know, climaxed into this ultimate being. And, and that's, that's really the whole point of evolution. It's the removal of God. And when you remove your purpose, you know, because they don't care about purpose. There's no purpose to life. No. And that's why you can have abortion. And that's why you can live any way you want. That's why gender doesn't matter. That's, it's all part of this evolutionary process because there's no designer, there's no creator. And that's the, that's the apex of this evil is the removal of God, the mm. removal of our purpose, yes. the removal of our life. And mm. when you do that, you're really left with nothing. And, and that's, that's, that's the darkness. That, and this. that's where Darwinism is like Marxism at its core. It is mm. atheistic. You have to have a God. It, it's it's utopian, right, Mark Dowler? It, it's utopian. And, and utopianists, they want heaven. They just don't want God there, right? They want everything perfect. They just don't want uh, they don't want God there. It's just so we can do our our, our own thing. So let's let's uh, let's go uh, for a second into social Darwinism. Darwinism. Uh, Mark Dowler. Um, uh, so w- we have this. We have Darwinism in or- origin of species. Darwin was from from England, and his book quickly came to the shores of America. Quickly accepted here, 
Um, it was amazing how, how fast it just seeped into the culture. So how, how, how has Darwinism affected the culture, our thinking, education, our law, and so on? Well, it, it, is, it has seeped in, it has it soaked, it has absolutely just permeated into so many different areas of our society, uh, probably more than what we would ever uh, imagine. Yes. You know, it, it's interesting that when that book was released in 1859, uh, there was no other book other than the Bible itself that has had such an effect mm. on human society as Darwin's book on the origin of species. And... Uh, but you know, it's when it really comes down to that every person, whether they verbalize, verbally say it or they actually just think about it, it comes down to four basic questions, and it is, "Who am I?" and and where did I come from? There's our origin. Who am I? That's that's my that's my per, you know that's that's my my, my very uh, essence. Uh, where did I come from? Why am I here? That's my purpose. And where am I going? Well, that's my destiny. That's that's my uh, my eternity. But the evolutionists have taken those same these same questions and skewed them to the point where they you know they believe that where did I come from? Well, I came from some uh, ooze from some primordial soup billions of years ago, and uh, and here I am, and I've evolved. I've gotten better from where I started. If if anything. Our society has is not evolving; it is actually devolving. Mm. Uh, you know, we think today that we're smarter. Our society thinks that we're smarter, we're wiser than our ancient uh, ancestors because we have the internet, we have computers, we have all this technology. And I'm not saying that that's not a great thing, but uh, but but even our founders were a lot wiser and smarter than we are in many aspects. And one of the main reasons why is because they uh, acknowledged a, their creator, that they knew where they came from. Yes. And uh, so we are actually devolving as uh, as a society. You know, it's interesting that this uh, this this uh, social Darwinism uh, has, has it's it's permeated our society, and it it actually dictates. Our system of teaching, as you were saying earlier, uh, just the very idea of bringing a an alternative uh, theory, and I'm going to use the word theory, theory of our origin. You know, we call it creation, but but just an idea, just a, an alternate uh, uh, thought of how we, you know, of our origin is is absolutely taboo in our in our in our uh, public school system. They do not want any other thinking other than the fact that we uh you know that we have have evolved yeah pastor mark so, pastor mark isn't that a lot of the follow the science you know culture that we have today you, you hear that a lot like i do pastor mark they just want you to follow the science don't ask questions just follow the science oh absolutely yeah and <laughs> and they but, define but, the science you know, yeah. <laughs> right yeah oh absolutely uh, yeah you know follow the science you know it is a scientific <laughs> You know, they don't even like to use the word theory. They, it's it's more of it is an absolute reality in their thinking. Uh, but you know, the actual scientific uh, theory is it has to be uh, observable and it has to be repeatable. Well, 
you know, we're not seeing that today. And that's the reason why the very theory of evolution cannot stand up in any kind of uh, scientific uh, analysis. It's, it's amazing to me, uh, Mark, how, how blinded we are. And I include myself. I remember I, I, getting saved in, in my late teens, going off to Bible college and sitting in Bible college listening to a sermon. And it occurred to me that evolution wasn't true. I had gone to Bible college with the assumption that evolution was true. I hadn't thought about it. I hadn't, hadn't been taught to think critically or to think biblically, but uh, I just assumed it was true. Here's, here's uh, Let me just bring up a, a, an interesting illustration, I think, in my personal life about, about how social Darwinism can f- affect every little, uh, even, even medicine. So I was at, go, went to an eye doctor. The eye doctor isn't from here, but... So he was telling me, uh, so uh, I had some eye problems, and he was saying, uh, talking about this liquid in my eyes that God put there that, to protect our eyes or whatever. And he said, one thing you can do to help your eyes is to take that liquid out and replace it with water. I thought, wow, that's odd. I said, uh, why would you do that? And he said, well, we should have had water in, in there in the first place. What was he saying? He was saying that man knows more about uh, creation uh, than God, right? Man knows what's better for our eyes than God. There's a simple little illustration. So do you want to go to a doctor who has a Darwinian, Darwinian worldview where he thinks that he knows more about the body than uh, than what God does? Well, first of all, it'd be kind of it probably would be kind of hard to find a doctor who who does who hasn't been affected one way or the other yes, by, right. by evolution, but. You know, I I uh, I kind of I kind of smile whenever I heard you talk about the begin to talk about the eye because of all the things in the human body and really in everything around us in nature, uh, the one thing that Charles Darwin had the hardest time explaining in his books was the very structure of the human eye. He said the eye gives me nightmares or something like that, right? Yeah. So, you know, it. it, it we're we're talking about about God, you know, versus the theory of evolution, and you know, in in this debate, really, just kind of sums up in it can be summed up in just three fundamental uh, thoughts about you know how did we get there, where or how did we get here, where did we come from, and it and it really comes down to this: uh, three explanations as to our origin. The first one is the, obviously the most widely accepted. It is atheistic evolution. The idea that we, you know, that we uh, came from billions of years ago, we essence came from nothing, and uh, with with no help, uh, absent of of God entirely. That's the that's the most uh, prevalent uh, explanation as to where how where we came from. The second one, to me, is uh, as far as uh, the church is involved. Is the most dangerous, and it's theistic evolution. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's the belief that God created everything using bil- you know, billions of years. In other words, God used evolution to put everything together. I like the way some creation uh, uh, speaker put it. He said that the belief in theistic evolution is the idea that that uh, God and God and God uh, God invited to the party. Well, you know, <laughs> right. well, we we. We don't uh, we don't 
believe that. Right. Uh, and, and obviously the third explanation is what we call special creation, is the idea that a, a wise and powerful God put everything together. He, in essence, spoke the, the, the universe into existence. The Bible tells us he spoke it, and it was there. And uh, so those are the three, really, explanations as to where we came from. Obviously, the most prevalent is the idea of atheistic evolution, a, that we came here without any assistance, without, really, without God at all. We're going to take a quick break, and uh, those, are, those are great points. On the, on the phone is Dr. Mark Daller, pastor of Middle Road Baptist Church, and um, uh, author and instructor, Bible instructor in the area also, having a great discussion on, on Darwinian uh, theory versus creationism, and maybe we'll uh, emphasize a little more when we get back. On, on why God created, uh, why we believe God created everything, and uh, hit a little bit more on social Darwinism and, and wrap it up. But uh, we'll be back. Stay tuned. You're listening to Voice of Truth Radio Show. We'll be right back. All right, welcome back to the Voice of Truth radio show. I'm your host, State Senator Mike Azinger, along with, every week, my co-host, Pastor Brian Leversee, where you're experiencing the fusion of church and state. We have on the on the air today with us, uh, honored to have Dr. Mark Daller, pastor of Middle, Road, uh, Middle, Road, Middle Ridge Baptist Church in Wood County. He's a pastor, author, a Bible college professor, uh, He's, he is the the man. So thanks for coming on, uh, Mark Dallar. Uh, it's good to be here. Thank you so much. Uh, all right. So let's get going again. We're talking about uh, we're talking about evolution versus creation, and um, uh, so we're just going to continue in that. Yeah, I I know we've been talking about the fact that you know you can't really prove the theory of evolution because it's not a duplicatable process. We can't see it in real time. And somebody might say something similar concerning creation. What would you say to that, Pastor Mark? Well, you're, you're right. You know, it, evolution it cannot be repeated or observed, but, but the, really the same can be said for creation. God is not creating. Now, he created the world and he, and he, and he stopped. And, uh, so uh, you know, so what we have is you know the you know this is the result of God's creation, and the, obviously it's under the uh, the ravages of the fall all these uh, all these many many uh, centuries and uh, and things. But uh, so so the same could be said for 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 creation by God that uh, although ours is obviously uh, observable, but it's not repeatable. Right. And the, and the thing is, really, isn't it, Pastor Mark, it's consistency. You know, uh, evolution does not purport a consistent trajectory. It's saying, okay, we're evolving and we're going to get better and better and better. And if anything, we're observing things, as you've already said, getting worse and worse and worse. Now, the, oh, Bi- and the Bible doesn't purport that things are going to get better and better and better. It says that sin came into God's creation, destroyed it, and the curse of sin is now evident, and we see things going from a place of order to disorder. And doesn't even, doesn't even our own um, uh, 
theories of or, or, or laws of thermodynamics tell us that things go from a state of order to disorder? Oh, absolutely. The second law of thermodynamics is that that uh, it does go from 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 order uh, to to disorder to decay. The, the, you know, someone has likened the world to a uh, uh, that God has uh, you know wound a watch that's slowly, ever so slowly, winding down. And uh, uh, yeah, the the world is not getting better. It will get better one day, but the utopia that the that the evolutionists uh, are are so striving uh, for. Uh, they will never see. Uh, we will see it. It's called the millennium when God will, uh, uh, you know, uh, uh, reign on this earth. Jesus Christ will reign on this earth, but and and that'll be utopia here. But uh, but the world is not getting better at the present time. You know, God will do that in in you know in the end. Evil men and seducers shall work wax worse and worse. <laughs> Pastor Leversey has been teaching on that, and uh, not better and better. Man, man's going to get more and more evil, right? As 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 we go get closer to the to the end times. And I'm not a uh, I'm not a prophecy teacher, but I do understand. All you have to do is look out the window and see things aren't <laughs> getting better. Uh, so let 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 uh, let me just run something by you, Pastor uh, Dallar, that. Uh, um, uh, I'd like to hear your comment on if if you go back in history, and we see uh, Darwin's influence. Uh, I, th- I think he was fundamentally uh, responsible for the death deaths of millions. How about Hitler? How did Darwin affect Hitler? How did Darwin affect uh, Karl Marx? I mean, th- these guys in their own words, they gave uh, they gave credit to to. Darwin, didn't they? They, they did, and you know, it, it, social Darwinism is uh, the idea, this very idea that uh, that the things are getting better, they are progressing. That's that's a big word today that we see a lot in on the news, and and uh, is progressivism. Uh, progressivism, things are we are we are making progress, and uh, you know now. <laughs> We'd like to think that we're making progress in our spiritual life, but and, and hopefully we are. We think of it as totally different than what the uh, uh, the, the people of the world do, uh, and they think that our society again is getting better. We are progressing toward that that uh, ever elusive uh, utopia. But you know, Hitler, Stalin, and even before them, Karl Marx, Friedrich Engels were all strongly influenced by Darwin and the theory of evolution. Uh, you know, uh, evolution, in, 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 in the context of social Darwinism, it, 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 uh, it, uh, it, it leads to disastrous philosophies, and such as communism, socialism, mm-hmm. Nazism, fascism, and here's one, even racism itself, yeah, the idea, you, you know, uh, uh, Charles Darwin, uh, his, his book in 1859, we own, and, I, and I, I issue this challenge when I speak, uh, you know, when I lecture about this, is I challenge folks to go on to Amazon uh, to look for this book or go to your, to the, to your local bookstore and, and, and find the book. You probably can find it. 
but my challenge is is to try to find the book in its uh, in its entire and original title hmm. because on the origin of species is what we see now on the dust cover of this book, and that truly is the title, but it's not all the title. The, the entire title uh, uh, for the book is On the Origin of Species uh, and the Preservation of f- Favored Races in Our Society. You see, if there, has, if there is a... He believed in racism. As a matter of fact, Darwin is probably one of the very authors of this idea that one race is superior to another. He was a racist, and he believed that the white Anglo-Saxon race was superior to all others. Now, we know that's not true, but but his very title of his book, For the Preservation of Favored Races in Our Society, is, is revealing as to the philosophy of this man. They will not uh, admit that, will they? They they hide that with with uh, everything in their in their power. I think Darwin was uh, responsible for a lot of the racism today. And and uh, you know, if if uh, Pastor Leverse, if if you're in Christ, you love a brother in Christ, no matter what his color is, uh, you know, no matter who they are, right? But one of, one of the evidences of being a, a, a Christian is that we love the brethren. Absolutely, and this is the thing that that people don't see at face value uh, regarding the philosophical damage that this has done in our culture, this, this idea of evolution is, you know, it, of course everything is going to get better or you're going to look like you've evolved if you believe you started as a one-celled muckadoo in a mud puddle somewhere. Mm-hmm. If, that's, if that's your premise, we started as sludge. Then look at where we're at today. This is awesome, right? <laughs> but what the Bible says is God perfectly created man. I believe Adam was much more intelligent than anyone else who yes. lived on the face of this earth mm-hmm. in his perfect creation. Mm-hmm. And we find that man isn't a bunch of races, but we all come from one person. And it just it just completely changes the whole outlook of life and how you view people and how you view yourself. We aren't evolving, we're devolving. We're not multiple races, we're one race, the human race. This is the message of Scripture. And God loved us. The world doesn't love us. The cosmos doesn't mm. love us. The sludge didn't love us. Mm. I mean, you, you, when you start really digging into this, you see all the things that are missing. Mm. And you can't have that much missing and then be a healthy culture. Boy, and it just rips out any meaning from, uh, from kids, you know, that are taught this in school. Uh, you know, uh, I uh, we passed a, a, bi- a Bible in the schools bill last year in the legislature. One, on the floor, I made a speech. Look, look. Uh, uh, what if you told kids to love their neighbors as them, as themselves? Would that get rid of bullying? You know, what if What if you taught kids that they but were, were? But we're teaching them survival of the fittest. Yes. So, so of course you got to beat up on the other exactly. kid in order to get ahead. It's antithetical, antithetical to any teaching. By the way, I, I read a, reb, a rabbi at one time who said something fascinating. I never I never forgot it, but uh, he said that Adam could see all the way around the world. Is that wild? Hmm. Now, think of Adam at creation, how superior he was intelligently, like he, like you said, and in the in the early early mankind right after uh, creation and God made Adam and they lived for for hundreds and, and uh, uh, almost a thousand years and uh, if if evolution is true why aren't we living longer from then mm. but uh, you know uh, Mark Geller 
Marks dedicated uh, a book to Darwin, didn't he? He uh, he dedicated a book to Darwin, and Darwin said, "Ah, no thanks. I don't know why <laughs> what the deal was, uh, what the deal was with that." But uh, anyway, any final thoughts, uh, Doctor Mark Dowler, before we before we hit the road? It's been a, a great having you on. Well, I I, I, uh, I appreciate you having me on, and uh, you know the idea to go back to you know that uh, the world is not. Uh, it is is not evolving, rather de- devolving, and uh, we are we are one blood, as as Acts chapter seventeen tells us. The mm. Apostle Paul it tells us that, that we are one blood. Doesn't matter, uh, you know where you know where we you know, where we live or whatever our skin tone or, or or anything like that. We are one blood, and that uh, uh, Jesus Christ. God's own Son came to this planet and lived with us among his human creation for a brief period of time and uh, experience, and experienced the human experience. You know, he knew what it was to be tired. He knew what it was to, to, uh, to be sorrowful, to lose a friend. And he did all that within the, the context of never sinning. But he was here, and he knows what it's like to be human. And... Uh, you know, the, the Bible tells us in the book of Hebrews that, you know, we have a high priest that's not uh, touched by the feelings of our infirmities. He knows what it's like. And he, God created us. He loves us. And ultimately, God, through his Son, Jesus Christ, died for us so that we can not only have a, a more a, a, a rich and purposeful life here, but ultimately to, to have an eternity of joy and peace with him. Evolution is not going to hold your hand at death, but Jesus Christ will. Is that right or what? Well, thank you, Dr. Mark Dallas, for coming on. been a great time. We'll have you on again. And uh, uh, thanks so much. You brought, you brought uh, a lot of great information. Mm-hmm. I, think, I think that our people are dying for a lack of knowledge, yes. Pastor Leversey. And, 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 you know, one point that I was, I was doing some reading last night on, the, on evolution, but, but uh, one of the things that Christians lacked when evolution hit— and, and or, origin of species hit is is knowledge. People didn't mm-hmm. Christians didn't know how to defend against it, and so it just it just uh, grew like crazy. We we were caught flat footed. But but uh, anyway, way to way to end that, uh, Mark Dallard. The answer is Jesus Christ. That's mm-hmm. that's the answer to to our problems. So thanks for coming on. You're listening to the Voice of Truth radio show with uh, State Senator Mike Azinger, Pastor Brian Leversey. We'll be back right after this. All right, welcome back to the Voice of Truth radio show. Glad to have you with us. This is State Senator Mike Azinger with accompanied by Pastor Brian Leversey, where you're going to experience the fusion of church and state. We just had a great conversation, Pastor Leversey, uh, with uh, Dr. Mark Daller, oh, local so pastor, yeah. longtime friend of mine, and, uh, and, and he did a great job. We mm-hmm. talked about evolution, uh, maybe the, the most destructive theory in, in in modern history, for sure, because it's not positioned as a theory. You know, as I mentioned, it's it's really the religion of the day. It brings in, 
really it's the vehicle for secular humanism. We are God ourselves. So we get to call the shots yes. basically. Yes. And um, you know, it's it's even infiltrated the church. You know, as I was thinking back on our conversation with Mark just during the break, uh, you know, he mentioned that the most dangerous aspect of it is when it seeps into the church and, and the church begins compromising their fundamental belief that the creator created all things yes. and that he did it of his own power. He didn't need to wind a clock. He didn't nope. need billions of years to nope. do it. And and really any of those views, and there are several of them, there's, there's a view called the gap theory. There's the view called the day age theory. Uh, basically what these are, these are compromises because the church was just overwhelmed with all of this so-called evidence. You know, that's one thing that evolutionists are really good about. They're, they're a big show-and-tell group. You know, they got this fossil, and they yep. got this sediment, these and big they names. got this layer, and, <laughs> and they hide truth under billions of years. I mean, who can go back and test that? And I've got my carbon dating, and yep. let me pour some stuff into this thing and watch it foam out. And, and so you, you, you're tricked into seeing all this stuff with your eyes that the actual truth behind it doesn't matter. And, you know, that's similar to what Satan did in the Garden of Eden with, with Eve. He mm-hmm. said, look at this. And, and he had this show and tell with her, and he convinced her of something that wasn't true. And that's really what evolutionists do. And so you got your fossils, and you got your, your, your pictures of man evolving from this to this. And none of it's true. None of it's accurate. None of it's based on any kind of science. None of it, like Pastor Mark said, is duplicatable or observable. It, it doesn't even fit within the realms of science. It's a theory, and it's not even one that you can really support. And yet the church felt they had to compromise on it. So they thought, okay, what are some what are some ways we can dig into Genesis and try to build some time behind this? Mm-hmm. So they came up with a gap theory between verses 1 and 2 of Genesis. And they said, okay, well, probably between this time, there was billions of years where there was this muck and God just kind of stirred it around a little bit. And then it just kind of started to evolve. And, and, then, and then Genesis becomes more of just a, a flowery kind of story that just kind of gives some moral value to the creation process. Right. And so we're, now we're watering down the power of God. And then they came up with the day-age theory. And they went into the Bible and they did some math. You know, how many of you know it's really difficult when Christians start doing math? Right. You know? And so they went in the Bible and they did some math and they, they saw this verse. They saw this verse, hey, a day with the Lord is like a thousand years and a thousand mm. years is like one day. So maybe... If a day could be a thousand years, maybe it could be a billion years. And right. maybe when God created the earth in six days, that's metaphorical for billions and billions of years. It's not consistent with Scripture because, unfortunately, there's this book in the Bible called the Book of Psalms. Hmm. And you know what the Book of Psalms says about creation? It says this, and it just blows all these theories out of the water really in one verse. It says, he spake and it was done. Hmm. He commanded done. and it stood fast. Yes. And that blows all that That's up awesome. out of the water. You know, if I, if I wanted to find a theory that would justify my living my life the way I wanted to without any moral count, accountability, I would, I would choose uh, evolution mm-hmm. because there is no accountability. If, if God didn't make us, if we just spontaneous, spontaneously uh, appeared out of nothing— uh, then, then there's no God to be accountable to. And uh, I, I, there's a, a great video out with, uh, uh, oh, I forget his name. What's his name? The guy that does the, the videos, goes around and, and preaches, does oh. gospel stuff. So he, he stops at a, at a uh, university in, in California, and he asks these, pre- these professors, these top dogs li- sitting out on their benches during lunchtime or whatever, can you name one animal that has evolved 
from one kind to another kind. Now, we know there's evolution, uh, microevolution. There's right. no such thing as macroevolution. There's microevolution sometimes. You know, species adapt to certain situations. But there's never been any evidence of a crocodile becoming a hippopotamus or, or anything of that sort. And can you look around and see any evolution going on right now? Every human being is symmetrical. We have the same features. We're, we're completed. We have order. We have structure. Uh, it, it, we're an incredible creation. Uh, but if, but if, I don't, if I don't want to be accountable for God and I want to live the way I want to live and I, 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 don't, want any, I, don't, want to be, uh, I don't want to be held accountable for it and I can say, hey, look, you know, there, there's no God. Don't tell me how I have to live because there's no God. That's what I'm going to pick, evolution. And, and Mike, the reason you'd pick that is because you're selfish. And the reason any of us would pick it is because we're selfish people. And, right. and this is the thing. You were speaking about a utopia, right? And you were talking about, <clears throat> you know, out of this, people want this utopia without God. But it's not a utopia for everyone. It's a utopia for me. Yes. And the thing that meets everybody's need is the gospel. Mm. You know, the thing that treats everyone fairly is the gospel. That's great. All men are sinners. All men need salvation, and salvation is provided for all men by the Creator. And that's reflected in our documents, our founding documents. All men are created equal. And that's what that means. We're not equal in abilities, not equal in in gifts and so on, but we're equal before God. We're equal before the law, equal before the laws of God, and and, and that, of course, is scriptural. And we're going to get a little bit into that in the next segment. We just wanted to uh, have a few finishing thoughts after a, 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 just a really good conversation with uh, Dr. Mark Dowler on uh, Darwinian evolution in the last segment. If you didn't hear it, download the podcast. But uh, we're going to take a quick break, finish up with uh, just uh, some, some lessons on uh, some observations to make. Be on the lookout if you're not already on uh, history revisionism, how they're lying about our history. They've been doing it for a lot of years, but but it's in overdrive now. So, Pastor, we're talking we're talking about evolution, and uh, we've made some good points. Let's just make a, a final point on some things uh, that we're seeing in culture today that that uh, that have been affected by evolution at at their core, fundamentally, foundationally. Uh, what are some of the ramifications of evolution? That, that we see today, that are going on right right in front of our eyes. Yeah, well, since we've, we've already discussed the fact that evolution isn't a natural process, at least as it's given to us that we can observe in nature, it seems like we kind of make up our own evolution. It seems like there's this tension in mankind because they can't connect with their purpose and they can't connect with their creator, mm. that they have to force this this kind of evolutionary process in their own life. And and I think you see people severely struggling with their identity because of this. You know, if I have a biological issue and it causes me to get confused about my identity, I can turn to the creator if I'm a believer. Mm. And I can say, what was your intent behind this? We know sin messed everything up. Yes. You know, we have illness, we have sickness, uh, we have mental disorders. We have all this kind of stuff because we have the curse of sin on us. We're not the way we were created to be right now. Right. And so if I'm struggling with anything from a biological standpoint, I've got a roadmap. With evolution, I don't. It's a free-for-all. Yes. It's like, wow, what do I do with this? And so mm. now you see oddities 
that are taking place in our culture um, that go against the grain of nature, that go against the conscience of nature. And since we don't know what to do with it, we just force it and we have to accept it. And I think one of the biggest issues that we're dealing with today is this issue of transgenderism. Yes, there's, there's just no doubt about it. And it's, it's so bizarre to see. But I think I think that uh, it's like you said, when you when you knock the guardrails down, then then you just have a wilderness mm-hmm. that you're going to enter into. And that's a cruel thing. Right. I mean, but uh, but God loves his creation. He loves people. Yeah. And he doesn't he his his best choice for people isn't to live as a different uh, sex. Right. We, we use the word gender, but uh, there's two sexes, male and female. That's how mm-hmm. God created us. He created us male and female. That's that's every single cell in our body is either male or female. Mm-hmm. And just by giving uh, intellectual assent to saying uh, to myself to say, well, I can be a, I'm a male, I can be a female now. That doesn't change every cell in your body. That just changes uh, uh, your your way of living and, and gives assent to how you want to live uh, in an unbiblical way. Mm-hmm. And, and that's the problem with anything that has been influenced by um, scientific evolution, is since, mm-hmm. since evolution isn't a science, when yeah. you infuse that into science— now you don't have any science. And so it'd be one thing. Listen, I, I, I'd give you this. It'd be one thing if you could scientifically show that a man could become a woman or a woman become, could become a man. But biologically, that's impossible. Science cannot prove that. And so you're operating from a standpoint where you're saying, follow the science. This is science, but there's no science to follow. All you're following is a made-up story. That is a theory that's never been proven that now has influenced the way we approach science to where science is so corrupted you can't follow the science because people are just using science as a vehicle to do what feels good. It's 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 emotional science. Mm. <laughs> there's no there's no facts behind it, which is an oxymoron, right? <laughs> emotional science. That's that's a, that's a great little term there, uh, and it, it's a cruelty too to to not to not tell people. What is right? That's and a great wrong. point. It's a cruelty. It's, it's a cruel thing. Yeah. What's the suicide rate among among transgender people? It's it's almost it's astronomical. Uh, it's it's like fifty percent. It's it's so it's so high that you would think people would be saying, "Do something about this." Mm-hmm. Tell these people that there is hope in the Lord. That the way the 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 road they are going down is is headed mm-hmm. towards destruction. Mm-hmm. And to hear testimonies, Pastor, of these uh, transgenders who come to the Lord, uh, it's, a, fascina- it's mm-hmm. a fascinating, a wonderful thing. Nature itself tells you when you look at a man dressed as a woman or vice versa, there's something mm-hmm. unnatural about it. God has put that in our hearts that we mm-hmm. understand that is not natural. And I'm not being funny about this. I'm just using it as a personal illustration. I have a three-year-old we, we were at Disneyland one time when she was even younger. She was two, I think. And she pointed out to me in a crowd, like in line. She said, why is that? Three guy, years old. Why is that guy dressed as a girl? Yes. That, I mean, it, it, without that, any any real pro- I mean, that's just, it just came to yeah, her. Yeah, she knew. She right? knew. God put it in her heart. Yep. 
And, and, and the things that our children have to see today, at three years old, she sees that, mm-hmm. okay? When I grew up, you know, I was born in 1965, in the 70s, things were changing rapidly at the time, but this was, this was unheard of. And that just shows you how when a society changes slowly, we, we're, we're, it's the old frog in the pot, yeah. we accept it slowly, because our sense of outrage can only endure for so long at some point you, we are, are shock the shock value of certain things um, uh, dissipates after yeah. a while you know how shocked are we now by uh, by uh, gay marriage a man and a man woman uh, uh, marrying a woman and a, a woman uh, that's not natural either and things that are unnatural are, are becoming uh, more and more and deeper and deeper and worse and worse and like you've been preaching on, evil men and seducers shall wax worse and worse. Uh, a couple Sundays ago, you were in that. Uh, you're in it every Sunday, but you're you're Second uh, Timothy, right? Mm-hmm. So, so yeah. you 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 made some wonderful points on that. And if we have if we have a biblical perspective, we'll understand. Yeah. Look, things are bad, but but God's in control. He is Lord of all, mm. and and. Uh, uh, he's he's going to be with us through this whole thing, but but there's hope for anybody, Amen. right? In yep. Jesus Christ, who has any kind of I issue. I am the way, the truth, and the life. Mm. Amen. All right, so we got one more break. I think we have a little bit of time left, and uh, we'll uh, f- we'll finish up with the Voice of Truth Radio Show right after this. Stay tuned. All right, welcome back to the Voice of Truth radio show. Glad to have you with us. We had a great time today, and this is uh, Mike Azinger with Brian Leversey, pastor of Fellowship Baptist Church. Uh, we had a great segment with Mark Daller on uh, on evolution, and and uh, we talked a little bit more about it last segment. Uh, but, um, uh, you know, what are some, some final thoughts? Well, I think that people just don't take the time to realize how much their beliefs matter. Um, and they allow people to funnel and channel their thoughts, views, and philosophies into their lives unfiltered, not ever questioning what are the ramifications of this. And now we sit where we're at now, we look back in history, and we can see how an idea like evolution can come into a culture Mm. and produce Marxism, can produce communism, can produce racism, can produce Hitlerism. All of that springs from Darwinism. And, and so it matters what we believe. Uh, people need to be careful about what they feed on, what they feast on, what they feed their souls with. It, it will shape you. And the Bible tells us, as a man thinks in his heart, so is he. It's going to show up in your behavior. It's going to show up on how you view the world. It's going to show up on your stances on things like abortion and homosexuality and transgenderism. And, and that's not picking on anything These are realities that exist in our culture for a reason, and it's because philosophies have produced the fruit of these things. I teach my family that if you learn truth, you can detect error. Mm. If you don't learn truth, you can't detect error. Truth is in Scripture, right? Mm. Jesus said his word is truth. Mm. There is absolute universal objective truth somewhere. It's in God's word. So if we learn that, and we spend time in that, 
then uh, then we can detect error and warn others of error. Uh, one of the one of the problems was when Darwinism hit uh, and started in England, came to America, is that uh, the Christians of that time didn't know anything about it, weren't ready for it, and couldn't defend it and answer it, be ready to give an answer, right? Uh, and they, they weren't ready. And I'm not casting aspersions at them, because how would they know? But they did a poor job at responding to it, and that that helped it spread into to for it to metastasize in our culture to where we have social Darwinism, to where it affects everything, including our laws, mm. to where law isn't absolute. It's whatever the judge wants it to be, mm. whatever the Supreme Court wants it to be. Mm. And uh, I, I've talked about this before, but in our universities across the country, and in the early days of our founders, every pioneer had uh, a Bible and Blackstone's mm-hmm. commentaries. Blackstone was a Brit and didn't like the revolution of America, the American Revolution, but he taught America on British common law founded in natural law, which is scripture. Mm. So, and, and there are more attacks that are that are coming, e- even different than evolution. Uh, they're trying to change our history. Mm. They're trying to hide the truth of who we are, where we came from, and that's a that's a huge issue that we need to be aware of. And we're going to address that next week, uh, Pastor Leversey, on um, on the Voice of Truth radio show. Uh, we're going to talk about history, uh, uh, historical revisionism, how they changed, uh, how they lie about history. Uh, we're going to talk about deconstructionism, which is a fancy word that just simply means they paint, um, they paint uh, the founding fathers and whoever else with the broad, broad brush of one of their sins. So mm-hmm. if if Jefferson owned slave, everything else he did, including the Declaration of Independence, is null and void. It is is poisoned, is is uh, 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 corrupted, and uh, so we want to refute that. And we're going to do that next week. We'll start that. Uh, we'll try to start the show out uh, on the, the top of the hour next week with that. Uh, but we'll definitely address it, and it will be interesting. You need to tune in, tune in because they're lying about our history. They're lying to our kids about our history, and uh, we're 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 turning out. A lot of kids that, that they don't know. Mm. They don't know our history. They don't know uh, biblical doctrine. Our, our kids are just being swept away with socialism. And uh, uh, our, ironically, the next generation is very pro-life, more so than in a long time. But but other than that, they're they're just adapting a lot of unbiblical uh, uh, unbiblical ideas. Mm-hmm. So we'll we'll uh, we'll see you next week. This is the Voice of Truth Radio Show. State Senator Mike Azinger with Pastor Brian Leversey having a blast every week. Thanks for tuning in, and we'll see you next week. I will choose to live.